Hi, my name is Francis McDonald and I am CEO of Lyft Power. Lyft is a mineral exploration company and we're focused on the exploration and development of hard rock lithium deposits in Canada. Good to see you, sir. Um, right, busy times out there um, and you guys are cracking on a few fronts. I just wanted to catch up with you with regards to um, that's what you put out, the Ghost to Surface Exploration Program at Cali. What's going on and why are you doing it? Cali is one of the projects in our portfolio and it hasn't gotten a lot of attention to date. And the reason for that is because no one from Lyft had actually been on the ground yet. So in early July, we went to the Cali project for the first time. And what was described in the past in old reports was a, a pegmatite dike swarm that was full of spodumene and when i say a dike swarm what that means is you have a whole bunch of pegmatite dikes or veins over within a certain corridor um so we went out there we're cracking rocks and they're full of spodumene i mean really high grade spodumene and basically the old work that was reported checked out so that was a huge plus for us to get on the ground and see that Okay, and then just talk, talk to me about the, the, the process that you went through at um, Yellowknife when you were counting those pegmatites there and obviously the success that you've had there. In terms of the same process, because you're effectively dealing with a similar scenario here over in Cali. Um, so w what, what will be the process there and how much time, money, effort will be spent on that? Sure. So the process at Yellowknife was quite simple because the, the, the lithium pegmatites are sticking out of the ground. You can see them from space. You know, it's, it's a big white wall of rock. And uh, we're basically just drilling underneath those. Cali is a little bit different. There is some soil cover and, and scree or, or loose rock cover on top of a lot of the dikes that we're seeing, but they do outcrop in the hill slopes. And so we're using that outcropping exposure to understand what we think is there. Um, but what is also on surface is a huge boulder field. And this is just, you know, boulders it could be fist size, this size, or they could be car sized. And there are huge amounts of uh, spodumene bearing rocks all over the place. So it gives some kind of indication that the grade is good. And now it just comes down to how wide are these dikes uh, at depth and in order to understand that we really need to go out and start drilling right okay so in, in terms of i'm not saying it'll be a slow burn per se but it's it, it's a slightly different process therefore what will take slightly longer will take a bit more money i mean how should we look at that i don't want to get too excited too early so what, what should i expect i mean go on the line okay yeah so it's the, the drilling season is different at Cali because this is located in the western part of the Northwest Territories and it's in the Mackenzie Mountains. So it's, it's high elevation. It's not completely remote because there is a road that's about six kilometers from the deposit and there's a past producing mine that's 50 kilometers away that, that uh, we could potentially use as a base for a camp. So that just changes things a little bit just because we are a little bit more remote. The drilling season, it's really, I would say, June till early September. And we are past that. Uh, so we can't start drilling this year, but that this will lead into a big drill program next year. And the surface work that we're doing right now should give us enough data that we need in order to plan a big drill program. And when I say a big drill program, 
because we have a limited window that we can drill up there, we want to go up and get an answer next year, similar to what we've done with Yellowknife. And we'll go out with a significant amount of meters. I don't know exactly what that number is yet until we have the results back from this summer's program. But the idea would be to do exploration and resource development at the same time and make sure we have enough meterage that we can basically come out with a resource um, after next summer's program. Wow, hot and heavy. Um, so do, well, so how much money are you allocating to that, Ben? You uh, that's that hard yet? to say right now. We haven't budgeted it yet, and we don't know what kind of meterage that will be yet. Um, and because it's not starting until June next year, we've, we've got a bit of time to figure that out. So I don't really want to put a, a budget number on it, but it's probably in the range, like just to really ballpark it of let's call it between 15 and, and, th and 30,000 meters of drilling. Uh, that would give us enough, enough meterage, I think, in order to really understand what we have there. But 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 in terms of looking for a, a resource off off the back of that drilling, did you say? Sorry, did I miss hear, hear you on that? Uh -huh. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And what's what, what's the imperative? Why 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 rush to that? It's very that's very un-Canadian of you. <laughs> People <laughs> like to keep drilling and not bother with that. So what what what's the driver there? It all comes down to the lithium market and and the real high level macro aspects of it. Um, we've seen a significant amount of capital that's coming into the lithium space. And we're looking this at this as it's a race. The, the, the people that get projects up and running sooner are going to win because eventually the world's going to be flooded with lithium. Uh, and the people that have got their projects up and running and paid the capex off while prices are high are going to be in a much better position than if you're starting to build a project 10 years down the road. So for us, in everything that we're doing, we're considering time to be one of the most important factors rather than the budgetary constraints. And, and that's just how we're operating, you know? And, and, and if we have a constrained drilling window, what I've told everybody is like, look, we need to get the answer next year. You know, we're not waiting for, for drilling season of 2025 to understand what we have. Like we need to know next year and then we will use our field season uh, for 2025 in a different way, not for drilling. It'll be for more studies and, and environmental baseline work. Okay. Maybe there is a lot to get excited about then. Uh, I, I was trying to temper, temper this, but it uh, feel, feels like you know, if, if you're looking at time as, as um, a tool that you can use, then that, that's, that's good news. And of course, you've got the cash reserves to back that up. Look, um, let's jump over to Yellowknife. Uh, fires over there. I know you made a bit of an announcement about that. How's that affecting you? Sure. So Yellowknife has been affected by wildfire. So there's a wildfire that was within 15 kilometers of the city of Yellowknife. And Yellowknife is about 20,000 people. Uh, the fire was moving quickly and the winds were blowing it towards the city. So the territorial government made the decision to evacuate everybody out of the city of Yellowknife. And that was about uh, two weeks ago or a little over two weeks. So during that time, the fires have basically stalled. They haven't really advanced towards the city of Yellowknife anymore. So things have stabilized for the time being. They're not fully under control at this point, but they're not looking, the situation's not looking as dire as it was uh, about two weeks ago either. So there, there's 
potentially people will start going back in essential workers at some point. There's no defined date for that yet, but it's looking it's looking positive, I would say, compared to where we were at about two weeks ago. Right. Okay. Okay. So um, I guess mon- monitoring the situation, see where we're at. I've heard some horrific stories. So you know, hope everyone's safe. Um, let's let's talk about the, the the some of the draw data that did did come out. You know, you're getting the getting the grades of above you know what one percent, uh, which is all good news. But in terms of the the intervals and locations and any and the data that you're gathering on this one, what's this starting to tell you? What's the picture it's painting for you? The, the drilling to date, I think, has been really positive, and it's showing that what we have at surface is continuous at depth. And I think we've seen surprises for both the positive and negative, as you will in any kind of drill program. So we see some areas where grade is starting to drop off, but we're also seeing areas that aren't as high grade on surface that the grade is increasing at depth. Um, and then in terms of geometries as well, we're seeing that dikes are coming together in certain places. So we are doing exploration, but also resource development at the same time. And, and that's in line with the strategy I was talking about, about doing everything now, um, as soon as we can. And uh, it's, it's from an exploration strategy standpoint, it's a bit higher risk because you're not doing things slowly. Um, but there is a much bigger risk that we miss this window in the lithium market. So that's the reasoning for, for that kind of strategy. Uh, I would say we're, we're kind of par for the course right now uh it's it's what we expected there's like i said some some negative surprises in terms of grade in certain places but also positive surprises that uh, things are coming together and and grade is increasing in other places right so you so getting that balance between um understanding the ore body completely to optimize the best possible return versus missing the market um at a time not being your friend in that case um, and get, getting that balance right seems to be you know high, high on the agenda here. So in, in terms of what you as a company are trying to do, I know you kind of do things, want to do things quickly. Remind me to what end? Who who are you again? I talk about this painting of picture, uh, painting pictures. Is who are you painting this picture for? Who is likely to come in and look at the data that you're you're gathering and and take advantage of that? Yeah, so that's a good question. It's just kind of what's the corporate strategy and where do we go? And um, the main focus for us right now is just building lithium resources because there are a number of of uh, chemical plants that that are being built for lith- to produce lithium hydroxide or carbonate. What a lot of these chemical plants are missing is the actual spodumene feedstock in order to make lithium chemicals. So. I think just owning lithium resources right now is is one of the biggest value creation events that we can participate in, and that's really the focus. and And so we're doing things quickly. Uh, we will be building out resources quickly, and then it comes. You know, what's the next step after that? I think that getting into a uh, preliminary economic assessment is obviously the next step. And for some place like Yellowknife. I think it's going to look incredible because we're close to a city. We have infrastructure. People can live in Yellowknife and drive to the mine at night rather than putting a camp, housing people out in the middle of nowhere. And I have a friend who was uh, working in an area in BC. He was saying that for remote camps, it's about $100,000 per year per bid. 
And so if you're talking about a hundred person camp, that's $10 million a year <laughs> in operating costs uh, for a 30 year mine life is, is 300 million. So, you know, what does that do to your NPV on a study? Uh, where you could have people living in the city, driving their own cars to work, going home at night, you're not feeding people, housing them and, and those kind of things. So I think putting out a PEA on the Yellowknife project is, is a big milestone that we're aiming for. And the critical path for Yellowknife is permitting. So that's, that's just it. You know, it, it, it comes down to the baseline data that we have in the whole permitting process. Um, we have the team to take this to production. We have the team that uh, has permitted mines in the Northwest Territories before. And so we, we could potentially take this all the way to production. We're not mine builders. And so, you know, I don't want to say that we're going to build a mine. Um, the team would have to change. But, uh, you know, I think as long as we're de-risking this from every standpoint, that's all we do. We just keep advancing it. Right. Okay. And so what's the timing of a, a PA? What, again, are you looking to expedite that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, we, it's, it would be a PEA off of an inferred resource. So we need the inferred resource first, but we are doing, we've started, um, we were going to start drilling wells this week for, for hydrogeology, uh, that would go into a PEA. We're planning on doing geotechnical drilling in January. And so the idea is to do all of this preliminary work that would feed into a PEA. And then once we have the inferred resource, we would kind of rejig everything. And, uh, you know, at least we've done the work that we could do before we had the resource. And so when would a PEA come out? I mean, it's kind of undetermined right now, but I would say probably in early 2025. Okay. Okay. That'd be interesting. And then you know, just, and just your thoughts with the gas, the markets, obviously it's been a, quite a, quite a tricky tumultuous year for lithium pricing since, well, I guess this time last year, right? It's been, it's been quite the ride. What are your views on pricing? Obviously, you've got money in the bank, so in, I guess in a meaningful way, at the moment, it doesn't really affect you, but you've got to have a, a sense of where, where this is all going and, and how you come back to your kind of corporate strategy, how you play this market, how you kind of play positioning yourself in, in this market. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the lithium prices have come down in, in the last months, and I think it's at a 20-month low right now. So that's uh, a bit of a headwind and in terms of the, the, the stock price for, or the valuations for lithium companies. Um, from our standpoint, and, and looking at it from a really high level, I still don't think that anyone really knows where the lithium is going to come from in order to, to facilitate this green energy transition. And you know, you have lithium producers that are looking to make equity investments in companies. I mean, we saw the, the investment by Albemarle into Patriot and SQM was looking to take out Azure in, in Australia. So for, for lithium projects that look like they're going to be significant, I think there is always going to be a market for them. Um, and so how do we play it? I mean, we just keep proving that we have a significant project going forward. And, uh, you know, I think we will, um, have some success in the market at that point. Okay. Interesting. Well, look, I appreciate the update, um, today, Francis, um, let's know when you get back out uh, then obviously the, the, the job are turning again. Okay. 
Great to be here. Thanks, Matt.